when I look back on 2023, I got to be honest with you, 2023 was a difficult year in many regards. (laughs) It really was. But at the same time, there were so many great things happen. At the top of that list, 38 people were baptized into Christ here at the crossing last year. That's good, right? That's a great thing. But honestly, isn't that life? Like you go through some great seasons and then you go through some some very difficult seasons. I mean, that's just life for every one of us, right? I know that's true in my family. I know that's true in your family. I know it's true in our church family. It was even true for the very first church. The book of Acts is a book all about the church of Jesus. The the startup, the birth of it, the development, the growth, the organization of it. It's a, Acts is all about the church. In Acts chapter 2, it tells us that the church uh, was birthed in a miraculous and wonderful way when 3,000 people were baptized into Christ on the first day. That's a good day. That's how it started. In Acts chapter 4, the Bible explains that the church grew quickly to more than 5,000 people. It was awesome. Acts chapter 5, not so awesome. There was a couple in the church who got together to devise a devious plan to deceive the church and to make themselves look better than they really were. Not cool. The apostles confronted it, and actually the Holy Spirit dealt with it himself. Interesting story. Um, Biggest lesson you can learn from Acts chapter 5 in Ananias and Sapphira, don't be a faker. Don't be a faker. And then Acts chapter 6 comes along, and another crisis appears, and the church just seems to be going through a very difficult season. I want to read to you uh, Acts 6, 1 through 7. Uh, Let me tell you what was going on. Just listen to this story, Acts 6, 1 through 7. In those days when the number of disciples was increasing, the church was growing, continuing to grow, the Hellenistic Jews, among them complained against the Hebraic Jews. Don't you love complainers? But there was some complaining because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. Now, it appears that one of the first ministry teams that the church had in place was Meals on Wheels or, you know, whatever they called it, Meals on Hooves or, you know, I don't know what what it was. But obviously, there were a group of widows feeling like they were being neglected and there was a little murmuring going around. So, the twelve... Twelve apostles gathered all the disciples together and said, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the Word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit and wisdom, and we will turn this responsibility over to them. And we will give our attention to prayer, ministry of the Word. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit. I want you to remember that description. Full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit. They also chose Philip, Procornus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenius, Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. 
They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them so that the word of God spread. The numbers of the disciples in Jerusalem kept increasing rapidly. Even a large number of priests became obedient to the faith, the word of God. I love that Bible passage. It is so rich. It is so full of kingdom leadership principles. In fact, I have put a lot of leadership stock in that one story. It's so full. It really is. Um, it's all about really intentional leadership. It's, it's so full about that. I mean, this is better than John Maxwell right here. And I tell you what, when you look at it, there's, I mean, it's intentional leadership. There's strategic planning. There's forward thinking. Um, they uh, is clearly being mission-driven. Uh, they're, they're maintaining a simple excellence. Um, they're making sure that they keep focused on the right priorities. And you can see their priorities listed as prayer, ministry of the Word, and the leadership development of other people. Obviously, they were doing some honest evaluation, constant honest evaluation, and then they uh, resorted to quick action, you know, for resolution. Even though there was an issue to deal with, this is a healthy church because they dealt with it. And it's a healthy church, and I know it was a healthy church because the mission of Jesus continued. These leaders in the first church, they, they were so good, they had the finger on the pulse of the church that they knew how to respond in a way that kept the mission going. And when you realize their decision resulted in people being cared for, the Word of God spread, and more and more people were connected to Jesus. Do you see why it's my favorite leadership passage? It's so good. It's so good. I also love this passage because it reminds it reminds me of our three-year ministry strategy. Now, some of you will know this, and some of you uh, are fairly new. And I want you to know that here at The Crossing, um, we operate out of a three-year strategic plan. Basically, every three years, every three years, we update the operating system of our church. And really, it comes down to every three years, we kind of change the vision of our church. Now, the purpose will always be the same, and the mission will always be the same, but often vision changes. Vision has to change. Our world is changing, and so our vision has to change. And so every three years, we change the, uh, you know, the operating system of the church. Now, we have modeled this after the life of Jesus. Jesus um, started His uh, ministry where? When did the ministry of Jesus actually start? His baptism. His baptism. And and when did it end? When did He say, it is finished? At the cross. Guess how long it was from baptism to the cross? Three years. So, in three years, He got her done, right? Right? In three years, he accomplished what the Father set out for him to accomplish in three years. And so, following that pattern, the leadership team and the staff, every three years, gets together uh, and asks this question. 
if the Lord allows us to serve another three years together, what's He want us to get done? What's He want us to focus on? And uh, we ask that question, and then we begin to pray and plan and walk through a process that makes it absolutely clear what the Lord wants as our next step. By the way, at the end of this year, we will be jumping in and having that meeting again to plan for the next three-year strategy. Man, how time flies. But I love this because it reminded me of our strategy. Our strategy, our present three-year strategy is called... Engage, and, you know, at least, you know, some front rowers up here are really. It's, our, our, our strategy is named Engage. Back in the end of 2021, the leadership team got together to ask that question, what's the Lord want us to focus on? And we concluded three targets. We concluded that our first target would be digital discipleship. Number two would be missional community. And number three would be intentional leadership. Digital discipleship, missional community, and uh, intentional leadership. Now, I love that because I see all those things in this Acts 6 passage. I mean, it is full of intentional leadership. If you can read Acts chapter 6, 1 through 7 and not see intentional leadership, you need professional help. I mean, it's right there. And they were driven by missional community. You know, they wanted them strong so that they could keep winning more and more people. And, uh, well, maybe it's not digital discipleship, but I tell you what, they were making sure the message of Jesus continued to go viral. It, and, it's, and it's really all right there. So here's what I want to do today. I want to, um, I want to walk our way through, maybe review those three targets real quick. And then I want to come back to the text uh, with a personal challenge for each of us. Let's review the targets and then come back with a challenge. Uh, target number one for our engaged strategy uh, is the middle banner up there, uh, digital discipleship. We knew that in 2022 through 2024, we have got to major in digital discipleship, and we knew we had to up our game. Now listen, uh, you know, there was something interesting happening in 2020. In 2020, with the help of our friend COVID, the world changed. The world changed. And so we had to change. We had to change. And going into 2021 or 2022, we realized we had to up our game digitally. And not only did we have to up our game digitally, we needed to lean into it. And so we were going to invest in digital discipleship. One of our best blessings, I think is our digital um, database. I mean, we had to just take all of our records and make sure they were secure uh, digitally. And uh, we've got a church program that it really has been led by uh, Sue Ganser, our connections minister. Sue, stand up for just a moment. I want everybody to know who Sue is. Sue has spent hours behind that computer screen putting in data and making sure uh, people, you know, we know who's who and who's connected, who's not connected. And so many hours behind the seats. Sue, thank you. I could never do what you do. I'm so thankful you do what you do. Oh, we so need you. Thank you. And it just an incredible job. And that was one of the big, big things that uh, had to undergo uh, in these past three years. And I think maybe one of our greatest blessings uh, with regard to digital discipleship is Leslie, right? Leslie, come up. 
join me up. This is Leslie, and she is our digital discipleship minister. And what a blessing. In fact, you've only been here eight? Yeah, eight, going on nine months now. Eight months, and uh, thank you. In fact, would you share with uh, your church family, what's been one of the greatest joys of your ministry in eight months? So for me, the greatest joy has been connecting with everyone online and in person, just forming those relationships, getting to know all of you has been such a joy. So many connections, uh, you know, not just in person, but... All my online people. Love yeah, you guys. Been just so good. Hey, uh, in the eight months, what, do you, what would you say is, has been your biggest challenge? I think the biggest challenge is really kind of analyzing all of our digital platforms, prioritizing where we focus first, um, but then also looking at what meets our needs now, but also sets us up for success in the future. Thank you. Keeping an eye on that and such a great thing. What would you say is your greatest need? So I think my greatest need is for all of you to be amazing digital missionaries. Um, I think you don't realize the power that you have to be Jesus in the lives of others through how you interact online, through text messages you even send people, um, just different ways on social media. So any way that you are able to share the love of Jesus with others online uh, just plants those seeds and waters them and is truly making an impact for the kingdom. And the easiest thing you can do is follow Leslie, see what she posts, like and share. The crossing, like not me. The, the crossing. crossing. <laughs> well, you can follow you too, me right? too, but yes, follow the crossing. All right, don't follow Leslie, follow the crossing. But, but, but would you agree that especially in the last three years, our digital platforms have really become the front door of the church? They really are, and yeah. um, it's amazing to see how many people come through these doors. They're like, I first checked you out online. They tuned into our online services or our Facebook or our website even. So yeah. many people search church near me, and we pop up. A couple people might say, hey, we drove by, wanted to stop in, but I would say 98%. We caught you online first, right? Yeah. And so we knew we had to up our game, and that's what really drove some rebranding re and uh, our uh, live streaming and QR codes and texting services. So much fun. It's my happy place. So much fun. How about it for Leslie? So thankful. Yeah, digital discipleship. And I'm so grateful that uh, the leadership team was wise enough to say, hey, we need to lean into that. So thankful. Our target number two was missional community. Missional community. Now, in a nutshell, let me explain what that means. We are a missional community. We are a community of followers of Jesus, right? A community of followers of Jesus on mission with Jesus to reach our surrounding communities in the name of Jesus. Amen? That, that, that's what it is. That's what it always will be. And uh, so three years ago, we developed... Um, three teams, or two teams, that uh, would f help us succeed with missional community. We, um, we create a fellowship team and a missions team. Now, the fellowship team was going to foster some connective, some uh, fellowship avenues, connection, so we could be stronger together and we, opportunities to love one another. We need to be strong here first. Uh, but then we also had a mission team that would actually be out, you know, uh, influencing and reaching beyond these walls, near and far. Um, Hannah 
is uh, the lead with our mission team. Hannah, will you join me up here? Uh, my wife, Angel, leads the fellowship team, fostering some connections and small groups, larger groups. But Hannah leads the mission team. Would you just share a couple highlights from your team in the past couple years? Yeah, I think the biggest highlight for me to see is our church actually in the community, partnering with our local missions partners like Zoe Ministry, Love Inc., um, and the Shepherd's Office. So to see us partnering with them through our great days of service, and then also to see you all on an individual basis going and serving um, our our community um, through their organizations. It's really awesome. And I've really appreciated the great day of services, especially this last year. So many people involved. I forget the numbers, but more than ever, and such a great thing. And Hannah has taken a personal responsibility in making sure we have more um, followers of Jesus <laughs> as well. How about it for Hannah? Another one of those connective things that's happening in, in the very near future is our ladies' retreat uh, that is really led by Dawn Bell. Dawn, Stan, I just want to everybody know who you are. So, Dawn, I know it's sold out, but how many have registered for the ladies' retreat? 101. 101. Wow. Yay. Now, that's the max, right? And I know which room, the conference room, you'll begin to meet in, and 101 ladies in that room. It's going to be a connective weekend, but it is going to be amazing, and I'm so thankful. Ladies, those of you signed up, we've already been praying. The Lord shows up in incredible ways that just encourages you for the coming year. Uh, it's, it's going to be a great weekend. Target number three is intentional leadership. Intentional leadership. And I want you to know that this one is going to get a lot of attention this year. Intentional leadership. In fact, I want to share with you a couple of things by way of intentional leadership that I would love for you to be praying about. And really, I would love for you to have on your personal prayer list as you pray for our church family. Now, one of my prayer prompts is a church building. It doesn't matter what kind of church building. When I pass by a church building, I use it as a prayer prompt to pray blessing on our church family. And so every time you see a church building, you might want to pray about some of these things I'm going to mention to you. Uh, first, um, I want you to know that we are actively seeking a new worship minister, all right? We are actively seeking a new worship minister, and I would love for you to be praying for that. Please, please be praying for God's provision on our new uh, worship minister. Now, how about it for Chip Vicchio? Yeah? I remember, I remember going to Chip, um, Chip, have you ever thought about coming out of retirement? <laughs> no. And, uh, but he has done such a, uh, a fantastic job just leading the way in this season of waiting. Now, Francie is still shaking her head like, <laughs> what happened to retirement? But uh, soon, Francie, you know, ramp up your prayers, Francie, come on. But we are seeking a worship minister. Now, let me give you a heads up. We, we are not, we're not looking for a song leader. Uh, we're not lo looking for a concert artist. We're looking for a minister of worship. Amen? Please pray. Please pray. Hey, I need to give you an update with regard to kids ministry too. Um, this past week, uh, Dawn Willig has officially resigned her role as kids ministry due to some personal difficulties happening in their family. And I just want to encourage you, hey, keep praying for the Willigs. Keep praying for the Willigs. 
Uh, in the meantime, my sister Mary McGee has stepped up and has been acting as interim kids minister for the last couple of months, and she is going to continue to do so uh, and, you know, until some f- future leadership decisions are made. So please pray for Mary. In fact, she's back there at it right now. Uh, you know, so just appreciate her and thank her when you see that uh, for happening, just for stepping in uh, as well. Kids ministry. One of our... Um, one of our leadership, our elders team is praying for, really is simply this, more and better leaders. More and better leaders for the kingdom, right? That's a good prayer. And, and really, we are praying for more and better leaders across the board. We're looking for new elder you know, team members. We're looking for new ministry team leaders. We're looking for new life group leaders. We're looking for new leaders uh, you know, in the next generation. It's such a great prayer. Would you keep praying for more and better leaders uh, at the kingdom here at the crossing? Now, before I mention the next two uh, areas, uh, I want to ask Austin and Adam if they'll join me on stage. I am so excited about uh, some leadership development that I see happening in the next generation, especially with regard to our student ministry. And I am so thankful, I am so proud of this young man right here, uh, Austin Garrett, leading the way with our student ministry. And um, Austin, share a couple highlights and then give us a challenge. Yeah. So there's all kinds of good stuff happening with student ministry right now for middle schoolers and high schoolers. We have new kids every single week, and we're doing uh, some difficult work. We're looking at some areas of mess and disorder in our own lives, and we're having good conversations, and we're diving deep, and we're seeing students step up in some really awesome ways, and I work with an awesome team of volunteers. We're seeing some students even take that next step of, okay, God, here's control of my life, here's control of my future, and are stepping into, you know, full-time ministry. Awesome. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty amazing. Um, and, you know, with it being a new year, that means we're just a couple months away from summer. And so middle schoolers are going to a week of camp, and that'll be really fun. And our high schoolers are going to CIY Move like we do every year. Uh, last year we took a group of 40, and this year we're anticipating a group of 50 or 60. Wow. Uh, which is pretty pretty amazing. Um, and so this is this is where I get to kind of issue a little bit of a challenge. Last year, uh, we did, we had an opportunity for you to be generous and go above and beyond the tithe to help some students attend CIY Move because it's $400 per student. And that's a lot. Wait a minute. Adam, how many kids you got going this year? Three. Three. Wow. Three kids going. Yeah. So, (laughs) Uh, one of the things that we love is you guys are a generous church, and you guys uh, have really taken it on to invest in the next generation. And so the last two weeks of this month, we'll have a giving board set up in the back of the room, and it'll have a bunch of envelopes on them. And uh, what we're asking is if you would like to invest in that next generation and help send a kid to camp or to move, uh, you grab an envelope, and whatever number is written on the envelope, you put that amount of cash in there, or you put a check. If you're online, you can participate as well. There's a specific drop-down box uh, for CIY sponsorship, and we just want to, uh, we want as many students to go as possible. You're not just allowing a week of camp to happen, Hmm. uh, but last year, after we got back, eight students were baptized. And so because, Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. 
because of you, because of your generosity, um, lives and eternities are changed. And so I just, uh, that'll be the last two weeks of this month. I wanted to give you a heads up uh, so that you can meet that challenge head on. Yeah, yeah, love that. Yeah. Austin is also our point person for our internship program, and uh, summer's coming pretty fast. Just a couple months. What's going on? Yeah, so we have four interns already. We have Aaron, Courtney, Tyler, and Trey. I had to think about it for a second. Uh, and we've got an awesome group of interns. I'm really excited for you guys to get to meet them. I think we'll have a, a little video introduction here in a couple weeks, so you'll yeah. be able to put some uh, faces and names together. Uh, and so they'll be here in a couple months, and we need host homes. We have one already, right? All right. Uh, and so if you want to, if you have a room in your home and would like to host an intern, I would love to talk to you about what that looks like. Uh, because we just want to provide a place and uh, a family to love on and support our interns while they're here. Yay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. How about it for Austin? Yes. It's 75 kids Friday night. 75 kids were in here Friday night Students, for youth. Yeah, today. that's awesome. Very that's cool. awesome. Why did I have you come up? <laughs> I, potentially you're losing your mind. You're... Losing some memory thoughts, you're getting old. I think there's a reason. I remember. <laughs> so, uh, at the beginning of this three year strategy uh, in 2022, uh, those of you who are here in 2022, that January, I announced my resignation as senior minister of the Crossing, you know, years in advance. You know, it's part of a strategic transition plan. And then at the beginning of 2023, the elders uh, named Adam Woods to be the next senior minister at the crossing, right? Yeah. And so uh, by way of, um, you know, intentional leadership, I just want you to know that in 2024, uh, we're going to approach preaching kind of a 50-50 um, principle. Uh, Adam's going to be preaching at least 50% of the time in uh 2024, you know, intentional leadership, intentional grooming, and, you know, uh, going to be a really th a great thing. In fact, next Sunday, we're going to start a new sermon series, yeah, right? Kicking it off, yeah. And uh, the new sermon series is called... Are you asking me? Um, seriously? No, I didn't mean to embarrass no, you. No, that's the name of the series. Oh, that's the, the name of the series. series. Seriously? Seriously? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Seriously? Seriously. Yeah, we're going to be coming from, uh, we're going to kind of kick it off next week, and then the following week really jump in. The whole sermon series for the next few months, actually, is going to come from the sermon on, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Yes. And kind of from the premise of what if, what if he was serious about, about what he taught in that great sermon? Oh, boy. Yeah, it's going to be great. There's going to be some toe stepping on I in there. I hope so. Mine too. <laughs> so it all maybe, starts with ours, so. It, it does. <laughs> so maybe you ought to wear your boots with your jerseys next. No, please yes. don't. Please don't. <laughs> How about up for Adam Woods? Now, I know, I know, every time we mention that subject, here comes the questions. When is that going to happen? When is the baton going to pass? Well, let me give you a little insight as to timing. Now, uh, this is what we're thinking right now, and of course, anything can change. Everything's subject to change, and in our world, change, I mean, can you really plan years in advance anymore? Anything can change, but here's what we're thinking. Here's what I'm thinking right now, that I will be passing the baton of senior ministry leadership to Adam Woods uh, 
early 2025. Early 2025. And uh, he will then be um, senior minister at the crossing. And so you're asking, so what's your plan? What are you going to do? Well, I'm still planning to be around and, uh, you know, involved in ministry and available if he wants me to. Probably in a part-time basis so that I could have the freedom to do some church consulting, uh, and that would be my passion. I may even be leading a ministry under the crossing that actually is kind of a regional influence for the kingdom of Jesus and doing some church consulting. So, my plan as of now is to still be around, you know, our home's here. And I, I want to be available as much as I can, but maybe on a part-time basis to do some, some of that church consulting. And I feel like in this uh, conversation, I feel like I need to clarify something. I am not retiring. Several of you have come in to ask, so when are you retiring? Dude, I am not old enough to retire. <laughs> Neither do I have enough money to retire. And to be quite honest with you, I don't have, I don't have a heart that could retire. I... I imagine myself being a leader in the kingdom until the day I die. So, and hopefully, uh, you know, still being involved around here and interacting with here, and, and maybe he'll let me preach from time to time. Never know. But that's kind of the basic plan that I, I want to give you a heads up with. And just please, please, please pray for these things. Nothing good is ever going to happen in the kingdom unless it's the result of our praying about it. Please pray. So let's conclude this way. Let's go back to the text. And um, here, here's what, I, can I share with you what I think is the best thing you could possibly do for the success of the kingdom here at the crossing this year? Back to our text. The best thing you could possibly do this year for the success of the kingdom at the crossing, simply this, be like Stephen. I want to encourage you, like never before, to kind of be like Stephen. Do you remember the description of Stephen that the Bible gave? He was full of faith, and he was full of the Holy Spirit. Be like Stephen. Now, the first description was be like faith. What is that? What does it really mean to be full of faith? Well, Religious people have concluded that being full of faith is being full of be beliefs and doctrine and the right answers. And our goal is not to be religious. Followers of Jesus have concluded that full of faith is really being full of actions of obedience because of who we trust. It's all about our actions of obedience in who we trust. Really, being full of faith is all about being a follower of Jesus, listening to what He says and doing. The Bible keeps telling us it's about living by faith, living by faith. And so, it's action. And the Bible kind of informs us that if you're a follower of Jesus, your life is going to be marked by the actions of worship, Bible study, prayer, and serving one another. 
full of faith. Stephen was full of faith. Now listen, being full of faith is proven uh, really by watching somebody, not just by listening to them. Action. The second description was that Stephen was full of the Holy Spirit. What does that look like? Well, to be full of the Holy Spirit uh, means that you're full of Him and really is an indicator of character. It's really character. In fact, the Bible tells us that if you're full of the Holy Spirit, you'll be displaying the fruit of the Holy Spirit, right? Again, this is something you prove by, you, you, it, it's proven by watching them, not listening to them. And so, Galatians 5 says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and what was that last one? Oh, yeah, self-control. In fact, the Apostle Paul said, I could do all these miracles, but if I don't have love, nothing. It's about character. And the Bible indicates that being full of the Holy Spirit really is a reference to having the power to understand and doing what is right. Having the power to understand and doing what is right, and it's about having the power to understand and not doing what is wrong. So here's the challenge. Be like Stephen. Just be like Stephen. And Stephen, because he was full of faith and because he was full of the Holy Spirit, the Lord used him in incredible ways to advance his kingdom. And the Lord wants to use you too. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, you're so good. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for our text today that gives us a description of a church facing a crisis, but then sticking to the mission and being successful. Thank you for the leadership principles you provide. And I pray, Lord, that through your word and by your spirit, you allow us, empower us to be a lot like Stephen. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, 2024 is rolling right along. February's here. And the uh, best thing you really could do this year, pray, pray, pray. A lot of things to pray about, right? A lot of things to pray about. Hey, if um, you're new around here, First Steps is happening soon. Our next session of First Steps is this coming Saturday, 9 to 11. If you've never taken First Steps, I want to invite you to come participate. It, it's a one-time, two-hour event just talking about who we are as a church. Uh, the next event will be the following Tuesday on the 13th, February 13th. If you've never taken it, love for you to come. Um, you can go online and sign up or you can just show up. Love to have you be a part. Next Sunday is Jersey Sunday just for the fun of it. And uh, have fun picking, in, you know, picking out a jersey to wear. If you don't have a jersey, don't worry about it, right? And uh, just, just for the fun of it. Uh, if you're brand new, I would like to meet you personally uh, for the Crossing in Five back here at the corner desk. Five minutes after we dismiss, I'd love to meet with you, uh, welcome you personally, tell you a little bit about the church. Uh, that'll be a great thing too. If you're here and need prayer, please don't leave without someone praying with you. Maybe you received bad news this week. 
Maybe you got some pressure coming on this week. Maybe you're just facing some things you don't know how to handle, and you need someone praying with you. Uh, meet our prayer team. I would encourage you to go out this door. Uh, you'll see the banner, need prayer, out this door and right into the prayer room. Prayer team will meet you there, connect with you, talk with you, pray with you. Uh, that'll be a, a great thing. So this week, maybe like never before, just go be like Stephen. Amen? Happy Sunday.